I pretty much wanted to opt out of the fun facts because it, it seems like that everyone at Florida State is opting out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly because this is the first time I'd opened my computer in probably like a week. Um, I mean, so... to be fair, you thought I might opt out of the episode. So, <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode... John Powell and I preview Georgia's matchup with Florida State in the Orange Bowl. We talk through what we're looking for in the game, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at Oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress all right coming in hot right right before a little late in the week uh my bad (laughs) yeah golly dude you you and everybody else getting sick yeah yeah christmas was an adventure (laughs) man it's been an adventure for a lot of folks i feel like if you're if you're not like coughing or have the flu or had the flu i feel like that uh i'm i'm counting my lucky stars i'm i'm about to pour some some preventative coughs, preventative cough syrup myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I saw, I saw, I saw what you have. I saw, was it the old granddad 114? I do. I have the old granddad 114. Well, that, grandpa's, that, grandpa's old, old cough syrup. I was say that will keep it away. I, I think that's my problem. Like I took, I didn't have bourbon on Christmas Eve and I think that messed everything up. Um, so I also have a 114 proof. Uh, so shout out to Panda and Crip Dog. Uh, this was one of my Christmas gifts from them. Uh, so this is the Weller foolproof. Mm. Um, so I, I figured maybe Weller foolproof will uh, finish off what's left of this cold that I have. That's that's the good stuff right there, man. Hey, man, it's a New Year's New Year's Six Bowl. Um, you know, better never rest. Keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, <laughs> thought I thought I'd treat the Orange Bowl right. Keep keep the proofs full. <laughs> keep the proofs full. Uh, run the dang bourbon, Bobo. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Hey, hey, cheers, man. Merry, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Likewise. Cheers to you, buddy. Um, first time talking since the Christmas regale. Is it regale or regale? I realized so, that after I put the episode so, out. I was like, did I say that right? I don't think I said that right. What is I, I one? Believe, I don't I even believe, know what one is. I believe I, w- I was trying to figure out like, Am I dumb or is he just way smarter than I am? I don't know what it is. Um, the uh, so I I always thought it was regalia, like, mm, like mm. the the Christmas regalia or something. It like may that. be. I need to go look it up. I need to go look it up again because <laughs> John, not you, John. John tweets. John Smith said it. I don't even remember when he said it because when I went back and edited the episode, it wasn't there. So it was either before or after, which both were wild. Um, I kind of wish that the post episode was part of the episode, even though I know it would insanely way too long. But when Chris Marler hops into your post show banter, it gets wild. (laughs) That was hilarious. But anyways, it came up at some point there and then I looked it up. I found the spelling. So I found, I found Christmas regale as a thing somewhere, but anyways, it doesn't regale as a thing. Apparently I found them on the internet. I think it had been someone had a typo, but Hey, you read it on the internet. It must be true. It must be true. <laughs> but hey, what a way to kick off uh, our 150th episode. So this is the 150th episode of My God a Podcast, the Orange Bowl yeah. preview. 
150. Mm. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> not I. Not we're, I. St- we're still around kicking. <laughs> uh, from the random text message the week of the first game, 2020. Hey, let's do a podcast. Right. We made it. We made it this far. <laughs> made it this far. Oh, man. But yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you made it through healthy through your travels. Um, man, and like we didn't, you know, we we traveled, but we went to my parents house um on you know in route so stopped spent a day with with them uh had the coconut cake um which i posted on the socials as well it was fantastic um great meal so got to do christmas with them and then went over and spent uh, with kim's family on the next few days at her sister's house um which unfortunately is where i got sick so i kind of spent most of the time like in the bedroom sleeping <laughs> trying to stay away from everyone um so that kind of stunk but um and as you know, I texted you what the day I texted you Christmas, the day after Christmas, like, hey, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> uh, so um, um, I definitely couldn't have done it yesterday. So thanks for uh, being patient and waiting a day for me. No worries, man. No worries. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's just one of those things that uh, you just you just got to you just got to get through it with the the sicknesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, I can already tell this uh Weller Foolproof is doing his job. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's 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 not for the faint of heart. No, no. It is good. It is good. All right. So we well, got a we got a football game. We've got a football game. We've got a football game. We it's I feel like it's been it's been a hot minute. There's been a lot that's going that's going on. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna give us a bit of a rundown, right? Yeah, yeah. Um We'll we'll do some of it. There's some. There's, I feel like there's too much to go through everything, but let's let's do a couple of things so we can just start with the the general matchup stuff. So December thirtieth. Uh, so no, normal Saturday schedule. Um, you know, just like a normal week actually. So but kickoffs at four o'clock. Um, on ESPN at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Uh, this is something I learned while planning the trip. Uh, because I am going. I'm taking Lily. L- Lily and I are going to the game, and I learned that Hard Rock Stadium is not in Miami. Technically, it's in Miami Gardens, a little north. It's kind of like in between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Um, so dogs obviously come in, obviously, 12-1 and one on the season. Florida State is 13-0 and 0, uh, in the CFP rankings. Georgia is 6, Florida State is 5. The TV uh, play-by-play is going to be Joe Tessitore. Jesse Palmer, the former Bachelor and Gator quarterback, is the analyst. And Katie George is a sideline reporter. The official hashtag that we will be sure to use is hashtag Orange Bowl. Um, and then the history, which we'll get into a little bit more about later, but the series history, Georgia leads the, that six, four, and one all time. And the last meeting was that uh, January 1, 2003 Sugar Bowl that we talked about uh, on the last episode. And a Coach Trill uh, wanted to make sure we included that. So um, that was a 26 to 13 win uh, by the dogs. As far as the weather, it's going to be low of 51 early in the morning, but it should be up to 60 degrees uh, by 1030. Um, high 66 at kickoff at four is going to drop back down to like 58 by eight o'clock. So it should be pretty nice weather actually at the game. Um, but yeah. And then, um, I, I got a few other things in the news and notes we could hit a little bit later, but I'll, I'll yield to, to, to you if you've got any fun facts and then you can lead us through Hasty's, uh, our group as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I almost, I pretty much wanted to opt out of the fun facts because it, it seems like that everyone at Florida State is opting out. So. 
mostly mostly because this is the first time i'd opened my computer in probably like a week um i mean so... to be fair you thought i might opt out of the episode so <laughs> yeah yeah jim, jim was opting out of the florida state preview <laughs> oh man i didn't i didn't want to i don't think we wanted to pull you know pull any punches on this one but uh but we we definitely thought about it <laughs> um, uh. let's see all right so fun facts all right so florida state i, I do have some, we do have a pretty amazing um hasty's herger history um but uh I, I do have i feel like that this is like you know florida state is such an old school that there is a lot wrapped up in in what they what they've offered to the country, or, you know, from a from an education standpoint, they're kind of known as like the the poor man's Ivy League down here. Like it's, mm. it's like a you know uh, like I said, the poor man's Ivy League school. So, um, but uh, you know they they were ranked recently as like one of the top you know twenty public schools in the country. Um, so they're 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 known for their their education, ironically. Uh, being in florida um they're actually the oldest school in the state of florida um they started they're actually older than older than the university of florida um and they very much like us refer to them as like that school in gainesville (laughs) right right um yeah so so they started in 1851 um that's when they started florida state's had nine names which is kind of bonkers like the math isn't mathing on how long how how often that would have to change right you know? seriously um okay so i'm gonna give you a brief rundown i don't have full names I, again I, I almost opted out of the fun facts um at one point it was a military institute a seminary it was at one point called the university of florida amazing Wait, is that who we beat that one time when they said no? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could even just we could we could just tell Florida fans that they can't even claim the University of Florida like as an original name. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, let's see. They for the first half of the 20th century they were they were known as the Florida they were known as Florida female. Okay. Um, and then Florida State College for Women. Okay. Um, the college was at times all male co-ed and then all female in 1905 and then back to co-ed in 1948. So Interesting. there's been a lot of flip-flopping of, of, of the names and what the makeup of this, this university is. Um, yeah. here it stands today, Florida state university. Got it. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, there's definitely a, a laundry list of famous alumni. Um, you know, I have a couple that I'm going to hold back on, um, mm-hmm. but some notable names that, uh, that you will recognize Jim Morrison of the doors. Nice. Um, Richard Simmons of, <laughs> of a famous exercise guru, uh, from the eighties, um, Amazing. kids, if you don't know who you're, who we're talking about, ask your parents uh youtube youtube <laughs> yes uh also uh famous uh deon sanders um he, you know famous famous uh these days for for being head coach at the university of colorado but um deon primetime went went to florida state um and uh, actually it's it's kind of timely um but uh you know jim one of my favorite christmas movies is is christmas vacation mm-hmm. and faye dunaway is, is is an alumnus of 
Florida State. I did not know that. Oh, that's a good one. Very good. Yes. Uh, again, a, a time timely for for the you know we, I don't know if, if your family is like mine. We watch uh, Christmas Vacation quite often um, during the the holidays. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we do. I love it. And, and like when I come across it and it's on TV, which it often is, I just sit there and watch it. Like I've never seen it before. It's one of those. Right. Yes. No. It's it's like I I can, I can watch it over and over again. Uh, let's see here. I had some other. What was the other ones that I had? Um, oh, um, from the business world, um, some of some of you may may be familiar with Sarah Blakely, the founder of of Spanx. Um, <laughs> you, if you've never heard of it, your wife's probably has. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, so that's that's a quick rundown. I do have, like I said, I do have a couple of other ones um, that I'm gonna I'm gonna hold for 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 Jason Hasty's part okay. of history. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a long laundry list of folks. Uh, but just, those are just a, cup, a quick, a quick rundown. Nice. Um, let's see. What else did I have? Oh, oh, I knew that there was one. I knew there was one particular fun fact that I had not said yet. Um, did you, Jim, is there anything that you know about Florida State? All right. So the only thing I can think of, and this is the kind of thing like I heard and I think is it is true. Like, don't they like have a clown school? Nailed it. Yes. Jim, <laughs> you nailed it. Like finally, we, uh, we have an opponent that is clown college. <laughs> like where is wise dog and how has he not tweeted about this already? Like they literally have a clown college uh, at the university or Florida state university. How has Dan um, Mullen not been their head coach ever? I'm just saying. <laughs> Yes. So they actually have a, an entire student circus. Um, so you can take a, uh, you can take an introduction to circus course, uh, where you can learn the basics of juggling, walking on the high wire, aerial ballet, um, and ringing to introduce the circus. Um, okay. yeah, Florida state university circus. Um, they actually host shows under their own big top tent. Um, and they direct what's referred to as the flying high circus camp for children. Um, but yeah, the the FSU flying high circus. That is, that is amazing. (laughs) I prefer to say clown college, but you know, whatever it's clown college. Yeah. (laughs) This is is exactly (laughs) correct. Um, so, Uh, you know, being that they were originally the University of Florida, that was one of their original names. Like we can safely say that the University of Florida is a clown college. I think it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's there. We piece it using, together. Using the transitive property that we, <laughs> we love to use. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's the that's the gist of, of what I've got right now. Okay. Okay. Love it. I will attempt to, to organize uh, the visual aids that we have from JC, Jason for the hasty stuff. Okay. Jim's gonna Jim's gonna man the visuals. I don't really have any like direction that I would give other than to say that uh, maybe That's okay. the, the first two people that we were. I'll pull to. them up when you get to them. I've, I've I think I've got it in order. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is uh, this is Jason Hasty's Paragraph History from I Got a Podcast, Florida State Edition. Um, Jason writes: I've always thought it unusual that two of the traditional Southern powerhouse football schools have only played each other 11 times and nine of those meetings 
took place between 1954 and 1965. Certainly, if FSU had joined the SEC in 1992, this history would be much different. But as it stands, there are a couple of curiosities from a few games between the schools. Georgia beat Florida State in Tallahassee in 1954 and 1955. Two players on those Florida State teams that lost to the Bulldogs would go on to immense amounts of fame in their respective fields. And I believe that, Jim, you're showing a, a program cover from, from that game, which maybe the Clown College makes a lot more sense now, given that they've got a bunch of balloons on this one. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely giving me Clown College vibes. 100%. 100%. Okay. Um, do you want to go to the next the next image? I'll, I'll go when you say this person's name. Okay. Lee Corso. Another famous alum, alumnus of uh, Florida State University, Lee Corso, a five foot eleven, one hundred and sixty five pound halfback from Miami, was nicknamed the Sunshine Scooter and was a star for the Seminoles. All college football fans are very familiar with Lee Corso, but it should be noted that he wore an actual football helmet during the games and not a mascot's headgear. And I think that you've got you've got his his image up there right now for the folks that are on on the youtubes it's a it's a it's it's incredible because like it's you know it's it's clearly it's clearly him but like holy cow he's so young it's it's great <laughs> yeah dude like uh, yeah I, I think that it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing um oh you know what i didn't notice this why does that name look familiar ron schaumberger for some reason that name looks really familiar too anyway um the the thing that I uh, one one thing that I want to I'll, I'll, I'll press pause on here is is that yeah. that na- nickname the Sunshine Scooter, Jim. Are you were you ever a big proponent of or a big fan of playing the uh, the EA Sports NCAA college football uh, video game? Oh yeah, yeah. I I played it uh, many 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 times and much older versions like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> so if you if you played that game um during that time frame uh that it was available there lee corso basically was on every single one and there was a line that he used to say over all the time if you broke off a a long run um he would talk about how fast uh or brad nestler would 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 talk about how fast the person was yes and then he would say he would talk to Corso about how, yeah, you you used to run, you used to run really quick or whatever back in the day, and he'd be like, "That's right, I was Sunshine Scooter." I do. That was they, ca- that, they called me Sunshine Scooter. That was all over that game. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew that I knew that he was called Sunshine Scooter like long before. Yes, <laughs> I'd yes, seen I him on TV for sure, for sure. And I, I, that's the kind of thing. Like I knew that, but I hadn't thought about that in a long time yes anyway i digress uh okay so we were talking about 54 55 all right also on fsu's roster in 1954 and 1955 but certainly not a star was a little used five foot ten 180 pound halfback that went by the name buddy reynolds from west palm beach shout out gran and papa um <laughs> that's, that's where my grandparents live uh Buddy would eventually leave the Seminoles team to rehab an injury, and while away from football, he would discover acting. Dropping his nickname, Buddy, Burt Reynolds would find international fame in the movies and television. And I believe that you are showcasing the the program that highlights that young man on the bottom right. 
Yes. Is, is what we're looking for. Young Buddy Reynolds down there in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Look at him, man. He's he's got like he's got like a, a very distinct hair hairstyle, I feel like, too. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that. He definitely does. Like he, it looks like he's got a couple of slits on the side, too. Like right. He right. was ahead of he was ahead of his time. <laughs> uh the man the man was ahead of his time. Um also teammate Bill Proctor, Fletcher. We gotta know if this is a relative. Sorry, continue. <laughs> any any relation. Okay. All right. So the 1984 Citrus Bowl was the only meeting between coaching legends Vince Dooley and Bobby Bowden. So we we fast forwarded, right? Yeah. Um, Georgia and FSU were each going through rebuilding years in 1984. Georgia was replacing most of its senior class that had gone 43, four and one from 1980 to 1983. Florida state had brought in Mickey Andrews after the 1983 season to rebuild a disappointing defense. Georgia was seven, four and Florida state was seven, three and one back in the day when we used to allow ties. Um, when they met in the Citrus Bowl on December 22nd, 1984, with the game tied 17-17 in the last seconds of the fourth quarter, Coach Dooley had place kicker Kevin Butler attempt a 70, you heard that right, a 70-yard field goal that just barely missed. Had he made it, it would still be the record for the longest ever field goal in either college or pro football. And I can only imagine what that must have sounded like because you and I, um, after Jason sent this this document, <laughs> um, you and I were were discussing on what what the Munson call for that would have been. Yeah, yeah, and we had a we had a bit of a back and forth on was Munson there because we know in like the nineteen the January first eighty one Sugar Bowl for example against Notre Dame, you've never heard of Munson called that game because he wasn't there. Um, but we did learn from Patrick Garvin because um, he he put out a video with a few different clips from that game, not of the field goal attempt. Uh, but Munson was there. So we definitely uh, we need to put glasses on it. We'll see if we can get a hold of that audio. Um, haven't been able to find it yet, but I imagine it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get uh, Patrick. Patrick, we need to get that video uploaded to YouTube or something. Um, because I just got to hear what he had to say about a seven, us lining up to kick a 70 yard field goal. <laughs> this is, this is under the umbrella of, we already know that he's been quoted as saying, we're going to kick it a thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the crazy thing was like how mad Butler was when he missed it, this field goal. Yeah, yeah. Like he was well, so mad. <laughs> I think didn't Jason say that like there was like a gust of wind that like kicked up like right right after he had kicked it or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. It I mean it close. looked good. It was so close. Yeah. We found the YouTube video and like the end of the, the TV announcers, like one of them was like, Are you kidding me? Because like he thought it was gonna go in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. Uh we need to we need to, we need to tweet that YouTube video out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll find it. We we've got it in the email thread with Jason. But yeah, so eleven times for for them being you know a fairly a fairly old school in the South. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe it's the flip flopping between a women's school and clown college. Like maybe that's why we haven't. Could be, could be, definitely yes. possible. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I guess I should. I guess I should. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that they are known as the Seminoles. Um, they do have a mascot. Um, that uh, a mascot and um. Actually, he's he's actually not a mascot. Um, he is mm. 
he he's not an official mascot, I don't believe. Uh, where was the note that I had? I totally I totally blanked on. Yeah, yeah. Florida State does not actually have a formal mascot. They have a dedicated partnership with the Seminole Tribe of Florida, and they display all of the symbols and ceremonies to honor the experiences and traditions of the local Native American tribes. And everything that they showcase is has mm-hmm. been approved has been approved by the Seminole Tribe. Um, yeah. Their unofficial mascots are Osceola and Renegade. Osceola is the Seminole leader, and Appaloosa, uh, or sorry, and he has an Appaloosa horse named Renegade. Um, but they introduce those. That's the the guy that rides in the, on the horse, and they do this. They do the the spike that's on fire at the at midfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it that is cool. I'm curious. I wonder if they'll do that. Can they do that in a bowl game? I'll report back. I'll be there. <laughs> I believe that they do, right? Did, like, did, don't, don't... did you go to the Sugar Bowl in like in O2 at the end of O2? Uh wait, was that the one I, I did go to a Sugar Bowl that was in Atlanta. No, not the uh, no, when we played Florida State in okay, no, the one in no. New Orleans. Okay, because that was I think that was I guess that was like your sophomore year. Because that was like my last semester of college. I can't remember whether they did that or not. I mean, that was indoors. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. The, I don't think you can throw the spike into like AstroTurf. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a modified version. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, so um, Osceola and Renegade debuted in 1978, and FSU has tried to ensure a dignified depiction of Osceola. Um, the portrayal is supported by, you know, they, it's supported by the Seminole Tribe of Florida. So. Um, that is a prime example of how things have been able to stay on the rails with tradition and et cetera, mm-hmm. and should not be, should not be, um, changed. So like, you know, when, when you have all the, all these, all this talk about changing all the, the, you know, the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Redskins, all those kinds of things, like, I mean, the Braves are kind of in the same boat. They've got a- approval from, um, you know the various Native American tribes to 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 use their their depictions. So I know anyway. You know the hooked on helmets guy. You follow that guy right on TikTok. I don't. Or you've seen oh, you, have you, oh, you've oh, seen you, his videos. The guy, the guy that yeah 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 the guy that does <clears> videos. Because he did a you know whatever we're gonna call them Commanders Redskins Washington Football Team. He did their helmet history recently, and but he brought up there's actually like a petition to bring the Redskins back. Now, so I don't, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, I've got. I used to work with a bunch of guys that went to Florida State, um, and so I was I was familiar with the whole approval from the from the tribe, from the Seminole tribe. They used to talk about that a lot. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. <clears throat> All right, I'll, I'll I'll do some brief brief news and notes. Um, the the first one I'm going to do in sound. I'm, I'm going to use the soundboard for this one. Makai Muse. Oh, the unofficial official receiver of my guy podcast has entered the transfer portal and had probably uh, done so before our last episode, but we didn't talk about it. So just had to acknowledge it. We wish you the best Makai. Um, I haven't, I know he's gotten several offers. I just hope he doesn't go to Georgia tech. Uh, <laughs> he's he's going to end up at Kentucky. It's, it's going to be uh, with university of Georgia North. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. You got Brock Vandegrift. Um, you've got, Jermaine Dumas Johnson, which I I think I would say is probably the biggest surprise yeah. of names hit the portal. So 
many others. I'm not going to go through the whole list. Um, I will say a couple of guys that, you know, there were rumblings about that at least are not in there yet. I mean, I don't know, like, but um, Julian Humphrey, a lot of folks had talked about him. And then we keep mm-hmm. hearing these like Michael Williams rumors, which he, you know, spoke to a little bit in the media, but um, I don't know. Those guys are, they're, they're, they're still around. So um, we'll see. We'll see where that leads. It's just kind of uh, part of the way everything works now, I guess. They haven't gone anywhere. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, we got a lot of guys coming in from the portal as well. You got, uh, you know, London Humphrey uh, <laughs> coming in from Vanderbilt. He was the guy that scored that first touchdown against us. Uh, we know Trey's excited about him. <laughs> the exciting, the continuation of exciting whites. Uh, so, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Many, 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 many more. Um, but I, I like what we're doing. Man, shoot, Etienne. Um, that was a big one. So um I don't know. I think the dogs are doing pretty well. Number one recruiting class. So uh, overall, I think we're looking 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 good. Looking good. Number one recruiting <laughs> class, and we just keep adding, you know, we just keep adding feathers into our cap, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um not great news. Uh, you know, at least I seem to have maybe had like a 48 hour ish bug and I'm still coughing, but I feel a lot better. Stacy Searles is back home in Athens, like in the hospital with pneumonia, uh, according to Anthony Dasher. Uh, but, uh, full, full recovery expected, thankfully, but crazy. Get, get well soon. Uh, coach Searles, your buddy, your buddy, John. My buddy is, he's missing an action. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I'll be curious to see how that uh, plays out uh, on the bowl game. So I wonder it's, it's, I guess who's the next man up in that, in that situation. That's a great question. I don't know. I'm mean, assuming there's like an analyst or grad assistant or something that steps in there, I guess. Um, or I don't know. Todd Hartley, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, that, that would be interesting to see if Todd Hartley comes down from the booth, but I would imagine that he's going to stay in the booth, right? I would think so. I would think so. He's who else is going to high five Mike Bobo when he dials up an amazing play? <laughs> Shout out, Craig. Shout out. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, the only other thing I had for news and notes was um, I, I don't know. All the people that are down there were reporting this. Like when the team plane landed and they watched everyone get off the plane, uh, Brock Bowers and Demarius Mims were not spotted getting off the plane, which, you know, both guys, ankle injuries. Uh, Brock did not look like himself in the SEC championship game. Mims got hurt in the SEC championship game. Um, so fully understand if neither of those guys are able to go. Um, also like shame on the guy on Twitter who said, didn't see Brock Bowers as a quitter or whatever. That was super lame. And everyone yeah. uh, appropriately piled on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was pretty funny. Even, even more so than the guy that, uh, <laughs> that was yelling, yelling about Brock Bowers being, how he didn't like he didn't like the way that Brock Bowers was being used this year. I'm like, what? That was so that was so epic. I think uh, John uh, actually put it together pretty well. It was like a, it was like a tale in uh, or a story in three parts or whatever. It's like part one, he tweeted it. Part two, because it, it, it was like, I love Brock Bowers. He's going to do amazing in the NFL. Just don't like how Georgia used him. And like everyone was already piling on this guy, and he was trying to defend himself in the replies. And then Todd Hartley commented, "What? What?" <laughs> and then he deleted the tweet. It was amazing. Yeah. So, and then he, yeah. I'm not going to give him service of saying who he is. It's not somebody I had never heard of him. So, like, whatever. Yeah. I never heard of you. <clears throat> um, I did, I, I have it on good authority that uh, right after Kirby Smart got off the airplane, um, yes, 
folks, it's okay. We're, we're going to be good. Everything's fine. Andrew Smart was in the building. Yes. Okay. The most important <laughs> JP coming through with the most important news and note. <laughs> yes. I uh, love it. Love it. Once all again, right. we are all uh, Andrew Smart. We are all Andrew Smart. Yeah. I love that kid. I love that kid. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's jump into the game. So Florida State uh, led by head coach Mike Norvell. Um, a couple of things, just macro before we jump into the offense. So just looking at some of the like the the stats that we like to look at, John. So Georgia at the at when all said and all is said and done was at two point two nine net yards per play, um, and then Florida State was at one point seven four net yards per play. Another thing that has, I think, really did bite us, I just want to call it out, like Georgia turnover margin was, we were minus one. That's that's bad. Minus one being we had one more giveaway than takeaway for the season. Um, mm-hmm. Florida State is plus 12. So they do pretty <laughs> good in the, or I'm going to say that this way. They did, they did very well in that uh, during the season. But as we're, as we get into the, this, uh, what we're about to talk about, and where I always talk about, Here's the featured players. Um, the opt-outs are uh, numerous for these guys. It's, it's crazy. It was like, John, you talked, you mentioned it, I don't know, several weeks back when I kind of like, quote, automated the uh, like player stuff in prep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, that did not work for this game. Because <laughs> uh, like the guys, uh, the, the <laughs> they're all in the portal <laughs> or they're gone. So, Okay. Um, let's start with the offense. So on offense, um, when Georgia has the ball, so some, the, the notable defenders for Florida state. Okay. So the guys that would have been mentioned in my usual, uh, stuff, none of them are playing this game. So the leading tackler, the leading interceptor and the sack leader, none of them are playing in this game. Um, they, so they're the leading tackler in this, that's going to play, as far as I know, is a senior linebacker, Kalen Deloach. I had seen some reports of him opting out, but he was listed in the depth chart that they released. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Um, he was the second leading tackler on the season, 32 solo tackles, 66 total, seven sacks and a pick. Um, so, you know, second lead tackler, still pretty good. Um, as far as interceptions, again, it's their second leading interceptor is playing this game. Greedy Vance Jr. Um, he had one interception. Uh, and then 16 total tackles. Uh, and then as far as sacks, again, second leading in sacks is here in this game. Uh, again, Kalen Deloach, um, seven sacks, as I already mentioned. So we'll see. I don't know. Marler had released something. I think he had Deloach crossed out, like he had opted out. But again, he was on Florida State's depth chart, so I'm, I'm going with them there. Um, their defense throughout this season has been really good. Um, like they do rank their 14th in the FBS in total yards, eighth in yards passing allowed, 42nd in rushing, uh, but then sixth in points per game, seventh in success rate, 10th in yards per play. Um, and like I said earlier, 17 takeaways. So the defense has been lights out all season. Very good. Just a lot of those guys aren't there. There's more guys, I would say they had less opt-outs on defense than on offense. Um, but again, you know, there's at least those three guys I mentioned that are not going to be there on the flip side with Georgia offense. Like the only guy of Georgia's leaders that we're talking about not being in this game is, is Brock Powers, which we're assuming we don't, we don't know, but otherwise we, we've, we've got our guys. So 
I don't know, knowing that, what are you, what are you looking to see there? I mean, honestly, the biggest thing I'm going to be looking to see is um, who actually plays uh, on our mm. side. Because I believe that there's an undercurrent of, there's a lot of guys that are there that we've talked about not, you know, potentially playing or not coming or whatever, but they're there. So now the question remains is like, who actually is going to play? Like, is Kendall Milton going to actually play? Is, um, you know, is Lad McConkey going to actually play? Those kinds of, are kind of yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if, and, and if there's anybody that's on the bubble or whatever, um, you know, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what I'll be looking for is, is who actually plays on, on offense. And that said, I don't know that it necessarily is going to matter because even if, um, you know, we have to put in an entire team of backups basically, right? Like there, there's so many, there's so much talent that's missing on the offensive side of the ball with uh, Florida State. That uh, I mean, they're they're down to what, like their third or fourth string quarterback. Third, yeah, third third string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just don't see that ending well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, not to mention, like, not not only are they down to their third string quarterback, but like he just found out a few days ago. <laughs> right yeah yeah no yeah totally agreed i would say um i i expect milton to play and i'm i'm saying that just from his comment although that's been weeks now but a few it was a few weeks ago right where he was like yeah i'm playing you know i'm not gonna leave my brothers something like that so i don't know i expect him to play based off that i do find it interesting though that there is this talk of like people being there but not playing considering what happened in the sugar bowl against texas right in 2018 so you go from 17 playoff team right 18 and 18 we lose to alabama in the sec championship game we go to a new year's we go to you know, new year's six non-playoff just like this and we didn't show up right like and it was reportedly in large part, I don't know, part of the vibe basically is like, there are all these guys that had said they weren't going to play, but then like they had already opted out, but they, and they went mm -hmm. and we're kind of like a distraction. Like, I don't know if that's the right, I don't know if a distraction is the right word, but you know, they weren't there to play right They were just there for the trip. And like the following year, same scenario where we lost LSU and then we're playing what Baylor in the sugar bowl. And Kirby basically said like, if you don't want to play, don't come. <laughs> and then like, and I, you know, I don't know if that's really it or whatever, but then we wax Baylor. Um, so it's, it's interesting that we are hearing. Cause I, I mean, I've seen it too. Like we're hearing those kind of things like, Oh, like the silent opt out or whatever. I'm curious to see if that's actually a thing or if the guys that are there are going to play. I, I get the right. feeling that it's, if you're, I don't know. I kind of feel like Kirby, unless he's get like, I don't know, unless he just has a different mindset than back then, because I feel like he kind of made that shift, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you, you know, you, you bring up a good point about it. Like, you know, he's, he's not bringing people that don't want to play. And frankly, yeah. that's a, a microcosm of the overall program, right? If yeah, you don't exactly. want to be here, don't, don't stay. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know, a lot of that is, is, you know, I feel like that this year in particular is probably one of the more brutal years for roster turnover because next year, the COVID year is not a thing anymore. Exactly. Yeah. 
So you're having a bunch of folks that are having to account for people that they, you know, historic the last few years they haven't had to account for. Um, and, you know, you've just got such a, you, you have so, so much more roster turnover that would, that is happening this particular year than, than it normally otherwise would on yeah. top of the fact that you've got Kirby smart who operates this team, like, a you know, almost like a professional sports team, kind of like Alabama was a few years, a few years back. And frankly, kind of still is um, where you've just got, you're, you're constantly recruiting over the kids that you have on staff, right? You're, you're, you're trying to find the, a kid that's better than what you have to make your team better. Either it's through depth or it's just through what they were, what, what our guys, the guys at Doug Central, um, you know, they lovingly refer to as processed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. You've been on campus a few years. You're a high profile recruit and you haven't seen the field. You 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 don't have to go home, but you you got to get out of here. <laughs> right. Right. Um so you got a lot of that going on. I think even like on on talking about the roster, like we've we've still got to get rid of there's still like 12 kids, 12 guys that need to make a decision on on whether or not they're going to stay or go or whatever. Like well, yeah. I, mean, I I guess I say that there's 12 we have to make room for 12 people like we have to make 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 12 12 spots disappear basically right yep yep the roster management uh portion is about to come up after this game right Um, you're gonna you're gonna start to you're gonna start to find out about who's who's actually staying and who's actually going Uh, right but yeah i mean that's that's kind of the story of the game is like who who's gonna actually play for for these teams and right right now it just doesn't look it just doesn't look pretty for, for Florida state regardless. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say like, if you look at the numbers, you would maybe think Georgia would kind of run to sit at the pass um, in this game. I don't know if we will, or we will, or we won't because that's what it looked like against Alabama, you know, heading into the game that didn't work and uh, things didn't really click and cool till we kind of started airing it out. So I don't know, man, I guess I'm going to look for it. I would like to see us, I guess, open it up, you know, Throw the ball to um, to Dominic Lovett. Throw the ball to Dylan Bell and Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint, and let's just do this thing. I mean, we've got get uh, get Beck started off right in the new year, head into next year. So that's what I'll be looking for. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> just, I mean, Beck seems like he he just he, he kind of wants to throw the ball, and I think that um, there's been some rumblings that the you know that the coaches in the in the booth. They 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 want they kind of want to open things up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm for it. All for it. All right. Uh, is that it for the offense? That's all I had. That's all I. Had. All right. All right. Well, before we move on to the defense, why don't I take a quick moment to remind everyone that season four of my Got a Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. So we've talked about them a lot. Uh, unfortunately, no 2023 uh, you know playoff uh, watches, uh, but you can still head over to oxiatime.com. Still went back to back. They still got the 2021 National Championship Collection, 2022 National Championship Collection. Go check them out. Uh, John and I both have them. We know we heard Lad talk about how much he loved his in the pod as well. So head over to oxiatime.com. That's A X I A T I M E.com. And as always, you can use the code HUNKERDOWN to get 10% off your Oxia Time piece. All right. Uh, let's talk about the defense. So, what we're looking for when Florida State has the ball. Okay. Again, just the positions that I usually list out here, John, are the quarterback, the top two rushers, and the top two receivers. That's five players. If you look at Florida State's roster, 
in the stats this season. None of those guys are playing in this game. Um, so what they've got is their third string quarterback, Brock Glenn. He's a freshman. He is 10 of 25 for 90 yards, zero touchdowns and zero interceptions on the season. Uh, his only start was that ACC championship game against Louisville. Um, that is because when Rodemaker, I think was the, he was the backup. He He's the one that played initially when Jordan Travis went down, he has opted out. He has entered the transfer portal. All right. <laughs> running the running backs, uh, an even larger drop off. So comparing like the stats and who I saw on the Florida state depth, depth chart, their fifth leading rusher is now their lead. Is there going to be the leading running back? Uh, Kaziah Holmes. He has 21 carries for 156 yards and two touchdowns. The next best is their seventh leading rusher, Samuel Singleton Jr. He's a freshman. Six carries, 52 yards. Uh, their leading pass catcher that's playing in this game is their backup tight end. Uh, that's Kyle Morlock. He's a junior, 19 catches, 255 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, their next leading receiver playing in this game is the fifth leading receiver, Ja'Kai Douglas. He's a junior, 12 catches, 230 yards, zero touchdowns. However, if you look at their depth chart, they actually have him listed as a running back for this game. Um, he has zero rushes on the season, John, FYI. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it is, it is crazy. So, and back to your earlier point, um, I, I, crazy. I don't like to be dismissive about stuff, but like when we're, when you're talking about like our offense and you're like, does it matter? I mean, their offensive roster is absolutely decimated, decimated. I have a hard time seeing how they're going to be able to score more points than, than we do, whatever we score. Um, I mean, I, did you like watching that ACC championship game? It was hard to watch. Um, yeah. And I mean, they really struggled in that game against Louisville to score 16 points. They won that game 16 to six. Um, and that, that was, you know, their, that was their, their first or the only game with, with this Glenn uh, kid starting at, at quarterback. So, I mean, and like you said, up until what last week, they're preparing to go with Rodemaker. Um, and then he opted out to go to the transfer portal. So it's going to be brutal. Um, yeah. It could, it could be a painful night uh, early and often. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that wasn't, you know, the offense wasn't their, their strength. I would say, I mean, you know, the, this team was built on defense. It's a very good defense. And then their offense was like good. It wasn't great, but it was, it was good. Um, but the, the, uh, the cogs in that machine are, have been removed. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there, Jim. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't know what to say or what to think. Um, by and large, I mean, as, as the spread indicates, you know, and I know we'll get to our, our scoring predictions. What's the spread? 15 points, 19 it's grown. It was 15. Now it's 19. Yeah, it's 19. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, our friend of the show, Josh Moody, made a made a comment uh, on Twitter. Is 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 the point is that the point spread or is that the number of players that have opted out? <laughs> I think it's both. I think it's both. <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, dude. I, I just it's one of those things like, hey man, let's just let's just go take care of business and like give give a narrative to give a narrative that the, you know, CFP probably would appreciate that next year, none of this is going to matter. And 
I'm yeah. sure that they would love for us to come out and drub Florida State, and then they can say, see, they, they didn't deserve to be here. <laughs> right, right. I know, which is a disservice, but a disservice. Uh, but, it, but it's what's going to be said, you know, if yeah. that happens. I, I don't know, man. Like, I do, you know, the only, like, the only thing here, like, on this side of the ball is going to be, like, that, like, we talked about it earlier with, the, like, who's there, who's playing, who wants to be there. Like, Florida State has all the motivation. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to be, are they motivated, right? Are they motivated to say, we're going to prove everybody wrong kind of thing? Or are they like, man, we just don't even, like, we we, we don't want to be here. We should be in the playoff, which I agree. I mean, I we've talked about that, so we don't need to rehash that. I think they should be in the playoff. You know, all these opt-outs and everything, they would be playing if it was a playoff. Um, right. So, but the guys that are there, how are they going to treat this? And same for Georgia. How are our guys going to treat it? Are they, you know, do they care? I mean, are they going to be motivated to win? I mean, I think hopefully, you know, Kirby has their has their minds right and they've got the right mindset to go out. I mean, they do have a chance. I think if Georgia wins this game, the senior class does become the winningest class in the history of Georgia football. Um, I think they're one win away. I think they're tied with last year's seniors right now. And if we win, I think, mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think if they win this game, they're the winning as senior class. So, I mean, that's something for them right there. So hopefully that that's enough, but on paper, their offense versus our defense looks brutal. <laughs> Just brutal. So, um, yeah, I would say that. Um, so here's something that I'm curious about, like with the age of, of NIL, right. Mm-hmm. Do, do these players have incentives to, to play in the bowl game? That we may not we may not be aware of, and maybe it's just that Georgia has done a better job of incentivizing its players through NIL to to complete the season. Um, it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, b- baseball and football contracts, right? Like they have all these different incentives that they they hit. You know, yeah. If you if you play in the bowl game, you get X Y Z dollars, kind of. Thing. It's a good question, man. I have no idea, but that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I. I would say that um, in the world that we're headed towards, um, I would not be surprised if that's not a thing. If it's yeah. not all, I'd, I'd be surprised if that's not a thing more formally and publicly made aware uh, than it is right now. Cause I feel like, I mean, like why, I guess like, like even if you were Brock Bowers, like why would you make, why would you, if you were going to be going to the NFL, like, I, I don't know. I, increasingly, I feel like that this world that we live in is, you know, if you very clearly are going to be a top 10, you know, pick mm-hmm. where the money is, is greatest, right? Like, yeah, most of those players are are opting out. Yeah. I mean, and it's going to become, it's yeah, yeah, right. And it's going to become even more so next year, <laughs> because again, when the amount of playoff teams triples, it even, it devalues the other bowl games even more so. So mm-hmm. yeah, more, more change is coming. It's on the way. It's about to, about to change forever. All right, I, I did have a few special teams notes um, on the specialists for Florida State. Both of their specialist kickers are actually playing in this game. So first p- position uh, that we're saying that they will be there. Uh, so place kicker Ryan Fitzgerald is a junior. He is 18 of 20 on the season for field goals. Uh, perfect on point after attempts. And Alex Mastro Mano is a junior punter. Uh, he averages 45 ish, a little over 45 yards of punt. Um, he was up for the Ray guy. He was a Ray guy finalist. Uh, and John, he is from pro kick Australia. So, <laughs> Hey, 
We know at least they take punting seriously at Florida State. They do have an Australian punter, so that's good to know. Do you think that like when when Brett rolls up to these games, is he like, "Hey, what's up, man? Good to see you again." <laughs> or, or, or is he or is, or is he more likely, "Good night, mate." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they going to throw a shrimp on the Barbie? Like in a oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, they're in Miami, so it'll feel like I know they might more more like home. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. The whole Pro Creek Australia thing thing sounds kind of crazy because it's like these guys like they all play Australian rules football. Or you know, he he actually played a couple of the sports I saw. He played tennis and something else. Um, but then they basically just like go and like like it's not like they plan a team. Like they just practice and they just learn how to punt and then they basically right. set them up with scholarship. That's so so crazy. So I don't know. I don't even know if they meet each other. Um, let's see. And then the return game, um, their kick returner is playing, uh, kickoff return do spawn. Um, he does have one kickoff return for a touchdown on the season. Um, and then at punt returner, uh, the leading punt returner is not playing. So they've got Jakai Douglas. I mentioned him earlier. Um, he has returned one punt on the season for negative two yards and, you know, preview spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to have a coaches over under about that coming up in a minute. <laughs> okay. Also question for you, John, who is, we're going to see who's going to return kicks for Georgia. We talked about Mackay's in the portal. Um, so the kickoff returner behind Mackay uh, on the season was Dylan Bell. Um, and then Anthony, Anthony Evans has had two punts uh, return. The only one I really remember was the SEC championship game one, but so I don't know. Is Anthony Evans the punt returner now? I, I would think that we're going to see more Anthony Evans. I mean, shoot, I'm excited for that, honestly. He he looked like he was shot out of a cannon on that one punt return he, in Atlanta. He appeared to be ready to go. Yeah, agreed. All right, shall we hit the listener questions? Let's do it, Jim. All right, first up, John Michael D. Oh, wait, listener questions are brought to you by Working Web Media. Uh, so go check them out. We've talked about, you know, we we wanted to redo our website in the offseason. We reached out to Working Web Media. And they made that happen for us. So if you've got a small business, you need some help with your website, your online presence, head over to Working Web Media and see if they can help you out. You can do that by going to workingwebmedia.com slash dogs. That's D-A-W-G-S. And then they will know that we sent you their way. Um, so yeah, also, you know, check out the newly redesigned mygotapodcast.com. We had all our merch on there, including the hats that John and I are both wearing uh, right now. All right. Um, let's see, JP. So first up, John Michael D. First, he said, thanks to the whole Christmas regal, regal crew. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun and cathartic for me as well to listen along. I keep pulling a gym and telling myself, remember that time we went back to back and everything is great again. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, he said, second, do we get a Kirby rage stroke? Um, and then he said, if we do, he said starters or not, if so, I think I interpreted that as if we get a Kirby rage stroke, does he rage stroke on the starters or on the reserves? Both. <laughs> you, you can't say Push. things like this to me now. Cause it makes me cough. Push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go with 
Man, shoot. I don't know, man. I feel like he's he's the raised strokes have been minimal this season. So who knows? Maybe yeah. it's bowl season and he's just gonna let it fly. He's like <laughs> he's like Zen. He's like Zen Kirby Smart. I know he's like a different <laughs> this has been a different Kirby this season. Although maybe maybe we need more raised strokes. Maybe he's like we lost the SEC championship because I didn't raise stroke enough and I'm changing that right now. I can see yes. it. Yes. I can totally he's gonna, see it. He's gonna he's gonna pull the he's gonna pull that old Nick Saban quote from from earlier this earlier this year when he was like, <laughs> Did you see me? Did you see me yell at him? Did you see me get into him over there? <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Could be, could be. That was basically what he said. Got it, got it. Um, we got a couple questions actually about looking forward to next year. Uh, one from, the first from Craig Lawson. He, I, he actually didn't ask a Bobo question. I'm kind of surprised. Um, <laughs> Craig says, initial thoughts on the Clemson game. Are y'all going and who will be running back one in Atlanta? I mean, uh, it's it's too far away for me to commit, but I would love to go to that game. Yeah, I would say it's yeah, it's definitely too far away to commit, but it's it's on my radar. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, you know, I I have been known to go to the the neutral site games and just tailgate. So <laughs> yeah, we did I... that. With, we did that with Oregon, and that was fun. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, going that Oregon game was a blast. I would love to run it back. Um I, I like going to I like going to games in Atlanta. So I hopefully I'll be there. I don't know. I'm gonna have a freshman in college, so I don't know what next fall is gonna look like. It's gonna be very weird. So uh, um, that's that's just weird. Yeah, yeah. Not at Georgia, by the way. Not at Georgia. Uh, <laughs> still that's weird. <laughs> uh so um and then who'll be running back one? I mean, I mean the early early leader has to be Etienne. Honestly, I mean, he's the most experienced back we're going to have, right? So, right. I mean, I guess we don't know. I guess technically Milton and or Dejan could come back technically because if they, they both have the COVID year. I haven't heard any rumblings that either one would, but I'm just throwing that out there. So um, if neither of them come back, which I don't expect either of them to, I'm, I would have to say Etienne. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably a fair a fair statement there. Okay. I mean, the, the, you got you got a number of guys. You got Andrew Paul. You got Branson Robinson. Um, yep. Bro- Broderick Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Roderick. Ro- Roderick Rod- Robinson. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then you've got the you've got some some really talented incoming freshmen. Yeah. Um, there's at least one running back, and I can't remember the guy's name. Let's say it's Phillips or something like that. But he's he's like a four two. He's he's four two speed, right? Like. Yeah, we haven't had we haven't had a guy that fast at the running back position in a long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see. All right, next up, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting for running back university next year. It will be. It will be for sure. Let's see. Chad Jarvis also said uh, initial. Sorry, how do our recent transfers make you guys feel for next year? And I, I guess we kind of hit on that in the open a little bit. I mean, I feel like. I mean, I I guess they feel good. (laughs) We did. And if you are like me and have been like looking for the, the defensive line, you know, transfers, because you, you've been concerned, concerned about the defensive line or you, you're looking for the offensive line um, transfers because you've been concerned about the offensive line. Like I, I was concerned with the trenches after the SEC championship game and John John tweets was, was kind enough to kind of showcase to me, like, you know, 
the the offensive linemen that are coming in it's it's one of the heaviest lines like we've got one of the heaviest incoming recruiting classes for the offensive line in in history i feel like um i think that barstool actually did a a video one of their social media posts was a video that explicitly was calling out how large our our offensive line was coming in mm. um so we have some dudes coming in on offensive line to go with the dudes that we do have and that are going to be around next year um on top of that you've got some guys at defensive line that are equally as large um and and they're definitely going to be and be making an impact and then we've got a guy coming in from from the transfer portal that is going to be making me feel good. So, you know, uh, the caveat there is that, you know, yes, we've got some, some dudes coming in on the offensive line that usually takes time. Like you don't typically start as a true freshman um, along the offensive line, unless you're truly, you know, a player defensive line is a little bit different story. Um, so, but uh, I mean, for, for me, like the transfers coming in London, London Humphreys, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's by and large, basically like what he's like a six, six, three, I think something. Yeah. Like he's that. tall, man. He's yeah. Big. He's, he's a big dude. And we have another guy coming in the, um, Colby young. Um, he's another like incredibly tall guy. Um, and last time we got a, a transfer from Miami that worked out pretty good. Um, can yeah. he come in and, and put together a Lawrence cager type season? Um, so, you know, we've got some great pieces coming in from a, from a wide receiver standpoint. All signs so far seem to point that Beck is, is, is going to be coming back. Um, and so he's going to have some weapons. He's going to have some allies and assets. Etienne coming in. I'm a little bit not quite as sold on, on Etienne, but, um, you know, if nothing else, he's, he's going to be good depth, right? Like if he can't take over the starting role, then right. he, he will represent a quality depth piece. Um, and as we've seen at UGA, we tend to rotate, you know, two, three running backs, right? So yeah, um, we need we need depth. Um, uh, there is a um, what's the kid's name? Jalen Reddell or Reddell? Yeah, I don't know um, how to. Pre- I don't have a pronunciation guide yet, but yeah, yeah. There was a picture that was posted of all of the freshmen that are uh, or the incoming freshmen that are actually with the team right now practicing, and Jalen Reddell. Um, number 89 in the, in the picture that you'll look at on the far left is a large human being. I mean, I was just yeah. flabbergasted by how big this guy's helmet was. <laughs> um, he looks like he's going to be a dude. Um, <laughs> Trigger Trey in the, in the text thread is, uh, <laughs> is really hype on Daniel Harris. Um, he's been sending us some video clips of, of Daniel Harris in practice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, we're just reloading at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, number one recruiting class and got some of the best players that were available in the portal. Um, yeah. I think it was, I think it's impressive. I mean, it's, it's, it's the world we live in today. And I know it's, it's, it's hard. Would you see the guys go in the portal? Cause like there's an emotional thing and, you know, we've always loved this school. And I don't want to say like that they that they don't love the school either. It's, it's, it's a foreign concept to me, but I don't know. I'm not in their shoes. So it's, it's hard to comprehend, but it's not really comprehensible to me. (laughs) So I I can't, I can't like compare. I'd actually wouldn't mind having a conversation with George about that at some point. Um, But 
later conversation. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, we've got some dudes coming in. I mean, we had guys, we had guys that were, um, we had guys that were that were playing. We had true freshmen playing inside line, inside linebacker. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's a that's a, kind of like the offensive line. That's not something that's that's normal. Um, and those guys played so well that it caused <laughs> Dumas Johnson to take a look at his options and say, I'm probably better off leaving. And that was, that was one of the more emotional ones for me personally. Yeah. Was, was seeing that, that level of starter who very clearly was an impact player for us on the defense leave. Yeah. But then you look at why he left and it's most likely because he felt like he wasn't going to be able to play as much as he wants to play. So yep. a lot of these guys are leaving because of playing time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. All right. Let's see. Uh, Fletcher Proctor. Uh, let's just, oh, I know you have, I know you have a, you have an opinion on this one. Let's assume you caught one of the oranges Kirby throws out after we beat FSU by 30. <laughs> Do you use the orange to make freshly squeezed OJ slice it up for use in a blue moon or make an old fashioned. What are you doing, JP? I'm encasing it in some form of epoxy to preserve it for <laughs> all time. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I like how you went with none of the above. Um, <laughs> that works. I actually, the funny thing was <laughs> okay, shocking, we agree, but I wasn't as diabolic as you, diabolical as you. Because what I, my initial thought was, Man, I want to keep that orange. Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> you know how I am. I keep everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ooh, man. Yeah. Now that's a good idea. You could like you could do like a shadow. You could do like the um, yeah, the epoxy. Like you put in like a table or whatever. Yeah, you put it on a table. Yeah. Ooh, I could make a table and it's a centerpiece, and there's an orange just like floating in the middle. Yes. Oh, that's totally the answer. Totally. The answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what that's what you could do. You could throw like your. I don't know. Throw your confetti, your oranges, like you know, tickets. Like I'm surprised. Yes. I'm surprised you haven't done something like this. Oh, I have. I have things saved. I just need to do it. Oh, uh, nice. Yes, I have. I have plans for some of the things I've got. Okay, we dog have arrived wood, at the a, correct a answer. Dog, a dogwood. A dogwood uh, project. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's it's coming eventually. Um. So let's see. Fletcher. He also added. Also, Georgia hoops has proven they can win seven in a row. Watch out, March. So yeah, Mike White has the hoop dogs cooking, um, looking pretty good. They report the men's and women's teams. If you're not going to Miami, if you're in the Athens area, uh, there's a double header on Saturday this weekend. Actually, uh, we can go see both teams play in this day. So I'm excited for conference play to start. Um, we'll see how if the team can keep us rolling in conference play. Let's see, Brett Building. Merry Christmas. One. Assuming Florida State wins the lawsuit, do they end up in the SEC or Big Ten and why? So this is the whole there. Basically, they're trying to allegedly, or I don't know, maybe it's not even allegedly anymore. Um, but there's that whole like grant of rights deal that the ACC has with all of their teams um, where like it's they owe the ACC like a crazy amount of money if they leave. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> geographically the sec obviously makes sense do they make sense academically with the big 10 john because the big 10 claims they need high academic standards although i don't know that they're really flexing that anymore with all their new additions oh i don't know 
I'm, I, got, I, mean, I, got, I got, I got, I got nothing. It's yeah. got to be the SEC to me. It's got to be the SEC. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want them at this point. I don't want it. We've grown enough. I don't want to add anyone. And I'm, this is just me yelling at air and clouds. I don't want to add anyone without removing somebody. And that's probably dumb to say because that's not how it's going to work. But it's not how it's going to work, dude. 16, 16 Vanderbilt is enough. Is just, Vanderbilt is just surfing along, man. They're just, <laughs> they're just they're just hanging ten on this wave. They're like, man, we made the best decision ever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know if there's any geographic sense left in college football. Florida State has to go to the SEC and not the Big Ten. That, that's that's my that's my reasoning. I, I don't assume that anyone has it though, so I guess that's my hope though. Right. Um, and then he said, related, does our home and home in 27 and 28 survive whatever is about to happen? Uh, he said, I really want to go to Doak for a game. <clears throat> I'll say, how amazing would it be? How amazing would it be that we go to Doak for a game? Before we go to College Station, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious! Oh man, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I would say if they if they come to the SEC before then, it 100 percent gets canceled because we saw what happened with Oklahoma. Unless they figure out a way to work that into the schedule, so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't keep my hopes up. Yeah, I would Honestly. say that any anything anything beyond three years is probably up for up for debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, let's see, fifty-one to seven GATA. As we get ready for the dogs' final game of the season, was there something about this season that really surprised y'all in a positive or negative way? <clears throat> I'll let you answer this one before I throw my like cynical answer out. Oh. <laughs> It's not really cynical. I'll go. I'll go first. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Something that really surprised me from the game: we we have yet to have a stat for punt returns. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is that, that is, is something that surprises me. <laughs> uh, that by is definition, amazing. by definition, that is my that is my answer. Okay, that is incredible. Yes, that is that is the right answer. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I would say my surprise maybe is Dylan Bell and like how he was utilized and the way he was us- utilized throughout the year. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I got like super excited when I heard about like, Hey, maybe switching to running back, you know, and then like that actually happened for a bit. And then for him to have the game he had at Tennessee, I thought was, was pretty cool. So I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with I'll go with Dylan Bell. It's a positive, obviously. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, I guess the other the other like I guess negative thing that I would say would be um, if I told you before the season where were your, where were your stats at? I know you got them up. <laughs> uh, if I were to tell you before the season that Carson Beck would complete almost seventy three percent of his passes, throw for almost four thousand yards, and that. Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton would combine for, you know, over 1,400 rushing yards. Brock Bowers would be Brock Bowers, as he always is. Um, and if I were to tell you all those numbers, like, would you would you think that we would be in the, in the CFP? And our, our defense, yeah. you know, continues to do its defense thing. That's the only thing that surprises <laughs> me is that we're not in the CFP because – there's no con- there's no convincing me that we weren't one of the four best teams in the country this year. So 
that in that regard, it is a little surprising that we have to, you know, quote unquote, settle to <laughs> settle for playing another team that got hosed out of, out of the CFP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, I is, mean... this is like the, <laughs> this is like the, Screw you guys, I'm going home bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I would even take it just to the record. It, like if you had told me before the season that we'd be we'd be sitting here at 12 and one, not in the playoffs, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? Uh, even with that loss being the SEC championship, uh, every season is different, but 2021 was different. I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. I, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, all right, last up. Uh, British Bulldog. Um, British Bulldog, what are your dog wishes for the new year? Deep thoughts on Christmas Eve. I know. <laughs> I know. I, man, I mean, like, how greedy can I be? <laughs> you can be as greedy as you want to be, Jim. It's a contest. <laughs> I mean, can I, I mean, like, I feel like, is it, is it almost like wrong to wish for Brock Bowers to come back? <laughs> That would be, yeah. That that I, he didn't ask for dog miracles, Jim. All right. So here's the one. I'll I'll, I'll say with it for this one. Maybe like one of because, and I'm going to say this because they keep teasing us on social media. I need yeah. either Kamari Lassiter or Javon Bullard to come back after all this run it back talk on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my that's my New Year's wish. Yeah, it's it's like a uh, it's like big big uh big perm in the or big worm in in Friday. Like you're messing with my emotions, folks. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I would say that having uh, from a from a dog's perspective, like having those guys come back. Um, I would say that um, starting the new year with, uh, although technically we're not going to be in the new year, but um, having this win kick off a string of consecutive wins that bests our previous streak wow. would be would be a nice way to start things off okay okay i'm cool with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sure <laughs> yeah i'll get that uh ditto <laughs> amazing um yeah <clears throat> wishes for the new year um lockdown kirby smart for forever um mm. trying to think trying to think yeah, I mean, having having all those guys come back from uh, having Bullard. Bullard is Bullard is for sure. Like, I I definitely agree with you on that one. Having Bullard come back would be the defensive equivalent of having Brock Bowers come back. And yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, like that, that that would be that would be great. You know, I I love Javon and his uh, off the field persona um, just as much as I like his on field persona. So yeah, that that would make me very happy as well. All right, I'll, um, I'll add one more. I'll add one more. No, no more names in the transfer portal. Honestly, uh, you can't really say that because we've kind of lose twelve. <laughs> I, that 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 math though that that was from Lamar, or he saw that somewhere and sent that over. That was not accounting for senior for graduation or NFL at all. That math. So yeah, we like, need I mean, we need twelve seniors to depart, basically, yeah. <laughs> or players declare for the draft. I feel like that's not unreasonable. So fair. Emotions for my emotions. I don't want anyone else in the portal, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. Oh my God. My God, a freshman. Trying to put glasses on. 
It is time for Coach Trillbill's over-unders Orange Bowl versus Florida State edition. Uh, JP, I'm in the lead. Um, but man, dude, there were a lot of preseason over-unders. There were like 12. So you're definitely still in the hunt. I just, I know you kept saying like I had this massive lead, but uh, from, from my math, I did some mathing earlier today. Uh, not over. <laughs> so um, you were mathing to prep for this. <laughs> to see if you needed to just push on everything. Exactly. I was going to just copy everything you said. Yes. And I was like, I don't know. I think I might actually have to like, just answer them. I don't, I don't think, I don't think like trying to hold you to arm length, arms length would work <laughs> technically. So, <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll start us off. I'll go first. So on the offensive side, uh, over under two and a half passing touchdowns for Georgia. Um, I'm going to go over. I will also go over. Okay, over to you. Players with the catch over under six and a half. I'm gonna go over. Ooh, agreed. Over. Yes. Nice. <laughs> uh for me, players players with a rush attempt over under at four and a half. Um man, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go over. Okay. Okay. All right, your turn under the defense. <laughs> Florida State three and outs over under six and a half. I'm gonna go under. Mm. Me too. That is a lot. I feel like that. I feel like that's a lot. I don't know. We'll see. It feels. It feels. It feels like a lot. I mean, if you, it's going to be like a six or seven exactly. Seven punts. Seven punts uh, sounds like a lot. And then let's see. Uh, so wait, me. Okay, my turn. Excuse me. Uh, over under three and a half sacks by the Georgia defense. Um, I'm, I'm going to go over. Over. Okay, we went at the same time and agreed. Um, and then forced turnovers by the defense over under one and a half. Hold on. All right. This one's you. All right. One and a half over. forced or over. Man, we need that to be over. I'm going to go over as well. Um, I figure, I figure the third string quarterback is going to make some unforced right. errors. Right. The over under of the year, John, special teams, Florida State punt returns over under 0.5. Can the streak stay alive? Push. <laughs> <laughs> uh, under. I'm going under because we got to keep it alive. We got to keep that's, the streak alive. That streak is not going to get touched. I mean, I, has there been a team in college football history that has never had to defend a punt return? Like, has never an entire season, bowl yeah. game included? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, that's what's nuts. the streak? What's the streak on that? Like, that, yeah, we, we how, yeah. how has this not come up? I, uh, I don't know. Um, we need to like tweet at. We need we'll to put tweet at the at the broadcast crew and say, "Hey, y'all, you, you need to get some folks on the <laughs> stat here." <laughs> Seriously. All right, and then the miscellaneous um, <laughs> college football playoff stand standings mentioned during the game over under at ten and a half. Uh, also, coach gave some advice on this one: don't make it a drinking game um, because you will not survive the game. How are we? How are we characterizing that? Because like, 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 is it just like, hey, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs didn't make the Final Four? Like, is that count as CFP standings? Like, I don't understand. I don't. I don't, I don't know how to interpret this one. I, I need to defer to you on your reading reading of this. Yeah, I mean, are they whenever they mention the standings for the playoff, like they're going to mention anything around the standings? They're gonna, they're going to because they're going to be pushing. They'd be pushing the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl constantly. Anytime they mention that, that's a that's that counts. Yeah. Oh, ten and a half sounds pretty high. Okay. 
Is it to me? Uh, why can't I count? Yes, it's you. I'll go under. Okay. I'm going to go under because I'm not going to let that be the difference in the thing. Because I we would coach would never hear the end of it. Because you <laughs> shenanigans. Uh, all right. Shout out to coach. Coach was at the regale or the regale, whatever you call it. We'll do more uh, research before we do that again. Uh, but th- thanks, coach, for tracking those as always. All right. Uh, let's do the predictions. Uh, and before we, as we do the predictions, reminder, head out to uh, homefield.mygotapodcast.com. Go get your home field apparel. Uh, excellent vintage logos, everything out there. And you can use the code hunker down there as well uh, to get 15% off your first order. I actually know uh, several people have used uh, code hunker down during their Christmas shopping. So shout out to everyone who did so. Appreciate it. Um, I will say, I know my sister got a new, my sister got a new, um, bomber jacket for christmas from my brother-in-law so you got a bomber jacket nice yeah yeah so she she sent me a picture uh the new bomber bomber jacket pretty sweet all right so uh cbc r2 sam our friends over at chill bell curve have this game georgia 27.3 to florida state 16.3 what I don't know about any of these models, John, is are they taking opt-outs into play? We would have to ask Dodd Quant. Dodd Quant. I don't know. Maybe Dodd Quant hit us up. Let us know. Um, Odd Shark uh, has this game. Georgia favored by 19. The over-under at 44 and a half. Uh, so that gives an implied score of Georgia 31.75 to Florida State 12.75. Um, their predicted score is wild. Georgia 38.4. To Florida State, 34.8. And then the college football nerds, their model has Georgia 25.4 to Florida State, 19.9. So some of these models have this game uh, pretty close. Um, And then the scoring impact, again, that actually has this really tight too, but that is strictly based on what the teams have done. So I won't go into all of it, but... If our scoring impact model has Georgia 25.53 to Florida State 22.09. Um, again, that's if you apply like our offensive impact and, and defensive impact to their averages. So um, I will say, I think it comes down to motivation here. One thing I didn't think about, or I forgot to say earlier when we were talking about their offense, and this is this is for coach as well, because I know he wanted us to reference the 0-2 Sugar Bowl. Back in that game, Florida State, was having a, a quarterback crisis as well. Um, I want to say like Chris Ricks had like slept and missed a final or something and was academically ineligible for that game. I think <laughs> if I remember right. And like, so they, they had to play a backup quarterback, but they actually, Anquan Bolden was on that team and he ended up playing quarterback a bit. So I am curious, will they do something like that? Will they take a receiver and run some wildcat? Or something like that. See something like that, maybe for a spark. I don't know. So just one other thing to watch for. I could see them doing something like that. Um, but I don't know, man. It comes down to motivation. But with all their opt-outs, I don't see how they can score more points than us. I've got I've got a little bit lower lower scoring. I've got Georgia 27 to 6. Ooh, 27 to 6. Even with the missing some of their leading defensive players, too. Yeah. They they are missing some leaders, but they don't have as many opt-outs on defense. Hmm. I I mean the, the scores the scores on this thing are like all over the place, aren't they? Yes. They are. What's the 
maybe am I missing it here? Where's the CBC? Oh, there it is. CBC. But all these, but all these stats have everything like with all of prior to opt-outs. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna stick with the with the Vegas with what Vegas. Mm-hmm. All things being equal, Vegas doesn't like to lose money. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go 32, 32-12. Nice. I like it. I almost I almost did that myself. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did want to get your. What are your picks for the playoff games? So you got uh, Rose Bowl, Alabama, yeah. Michigan, uh, New Year's Day. Michigan is still favored in this game. Michigan's favored by one and a half. That's, that's, that's bullshit. Sorry, Carter. <laughs> I, I, I can't even with this. Like, Alabama's going to win that game, dude. Yeah, I agree. What about Texas, Washington? Texas favored by four. Uh, I believe that Washington's going to win that game. Really? Yes. I like that. Alabama's going to beat Washington, unfortunately. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Texas because I think Texas has a better shot at beating Alabama. (laughs) And I don't want Alabama to win. Even if, even if Texas wins, that sets up Alabama versus Texas rematch, which that doesn't bode well for rematches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I hate everything right now with that. I'm walking it back. Michigan's beating Alabama. I'm I mean, changing all of my picks. I just changed all my picks. I'm going Michigan, Washington for the natty. I would love for because uh, I want to. I would love for Michigan and Washington to play for the natty and for Washington to win it. Just just so that we can tell everybody that they they congratulations on winning your bowl. Just like <laughs> we did. <laughs> right, right. Uh good stuff. All right, man. Well, another bowl game preview. I will uh I'll be down there. Lily and I are flying down the day before, flying home uh, New Year's Eve. So we will enjoy the festivities in the Miami area and be down there to root the dogs on. Uh, Lily will be sporting her new Jake Fromm jersey that she got for Christmas. That was actually one of the things she asked for. I don't think she thought that I remembered. And she's she was pretty happy. She was like, oh my gosh, you guys actually got me a Jake Fromm jersey? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. So she'll be she'll be supporting that. So I hope that uh, I hope that you'll you'll share share the pictures with us. Yes, yes, we'll do. So that's awesome. I am sort of jealous, but not really, because um, what's the, the weather's the weather's gonna be pretty decent down there, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like sixties. Yeah, but it is Miami, and I don't know that Miami is my vibe, but I have a feeling you're gonna have fun. Yeah, Re- yeah. Regardless, we're staying regardless. like right over by the stadium, so I think we're gonna hit like the, you know, whatever, shoot, whatever you call it, like game day facilities type things down there. So, see what the, if there's like a fanfare type thing, go check that out. Is there is there uh is there a tailgate meetup like there usually is? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think so. And actually, you know, I thought um, Greg was planning to go at one point but he is uh he's not i actually i don't even know if i told you this did i tell you that i went out for drinks with greg on friday uh, i saw the pictures okay yeah yeah you greg and i me. we we finally we finally hung out at home <laughs> without nice. like uh you know going to a charlotte event or something um so we went to the uh, local sports bar right by my house uh had some some beers and appetizers friday night um but yeah so he he's not going to the game i think rodeo's going though so I don't yeah, know. I think there's a group of a group of folks that are getting the, one of those like uh uh cabana setups or whatever. I did see that mentioned at one point. 
we're not we're not in that we're not in that you're not in the cabana (laughs) no 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 no. we do have we Uh, do have our tickets secured so that's awesome shout out for man man, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna have fun i know i know you're gonna enjoy yourselves down there a little father-daughter trip so yeah yeah in that regard in that regard i am very jealous well but you will be we will be in Asheville. i say you're you're not gonna be in a bad setting so yes yeah, we're heading to we're heading to actually heading to Asheville tom- tomorrow. Yes, it's still eleven thirty tomorrow. <laughs> um, you were we're heading to Asheville tomorrow, and then um, there's some debate on when we're coming back. So um, I may be watching the game on Saturday up there somewhere, uh, maybe at a at, at a brewery or something, um, or mm-hmm. I'll be watching it at home after we return. Got it. Got it. Nice. Well, you'll have to. Uh, I'm I'm curious if you're if you are still there. I want pictures of wherever you're wherever you watch the game because I'm interested to see how that goes. <laughs> because you're you're like I don't know if they have TVs. <laughs> no, I just I just want to see like the setup. I actually think it, you. I'm sure you can find a pretty cool place. I would actually think so. Yeah, I need to I need to figure that out. Um, I think it's it's largely going to come down to how tomorrow and friday go for us as a, as a family being up there got it got it well cool well enjoy Asheville. i always love uh i always love visiting there so i'm sure you'll have a great time it's good times it's supposed to be nice and chilly up there i believe that we saw that it was going to be potentially in the 20s mm-hmm. so we'll see nice ah <sighs> Well, you're sticking grab through. Some, you're, you're you're not opting out. And, grab some <laughs> bourbon and 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 not opt out of and not opt out of the bowl game. <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect. Well, it was it was a little dicey. I was already thinking through um, who could fill in for me <laughs> if I wasn't able to do this. Glad we didn't have to get to that. Thanks for uh, flexing on the date with me, JP. <laughs> I definitely yes. couldn't have done this yesterday. <laughs> no substitutes, no exchanges. Uh, too good. All right. Well, hey, we'll see. We'll see uh, what version of these teams show up on Saturday. Yeah, man. We'll we'll do a little spike the football. I'm hoping for a spike the football on the season. Um, show mm-hmm. everybody what they what they missed out on with a largely unimpacted Georgia team. Um, yeah. Showcasing what they can do against a um, how do you say not not hobbled but portaled <laughs> portaled Florida <laughs> no. State team. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, I, I expect us. I expect us to to roll the victory on this one and have Kirby tossing out oranges for everybody to save. Amazing, love it. Awesome. Well, um, enjoy the trip. Um, when are you? When are you passing through Atlanta? When are am you I passing pass- through? Are you nah. passing through Atlanta? Direct so flight. Direct, direct flight. Okay. Yep. 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 No, no passing through. Yep. So They're just fancy. a couple hours, a few hour flight. They're fancy in Charlotte, being able to fly direct to Miami. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to the pictures. You guys have fun. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.